Welcome to Oh Brother, a podcast of three brothers trying to figure it all out with your hosts, Brandon, Colin, and Aaron. On this week's show, Uncanny Valley Chimp. Sorry for running a bit late. I uh, had the immense horror of looking at the uh, my other podcast to realize that somebody's name was misspelled in a title, and I was super embarrassed and had to get that changed really quickly. <laughs> <laughs> What I that's fair. It's fair, right? What what I did was I did uh, copy paste, uh, but I accidentally hit the V again, and so their name ended in a V uh, when it wasn't oh. supposed to. <laughs> oh, okay, so I was like, huh. I had to quickly find that. And I was like, that's not how you spell their name. Oh, that's <laughs> what I did. Oops! Glad I found that. You know, it's fine. It probably, fine. it is fine. I have officially. So uh, I don't know if you remember, but the old host, uh, my old host on that one, uh, completely kicked the bucket. Yes, and, went kaput. Uh, I believe is the uh, official phrase. Put kaput. And I had so I had to uh, switch hosts. Well, um, one thing about that is I had a bespoke embedded player from the old host on every single episode web page and so oh, yeah i okay. had not gone back and uh changed those out and this is now coming up on three months and so oh. i was still paying for the other host and was like i okay i need to need to do this did, did it work yeah. so i went through and um <clears throat> Had to copy, had to delete the old code, go find the new one from the new host, copy that code, paste it in, then go back and forth and back and forth. And it took me 45 seconds per episode to do that. And I had 290 episodes. I was say, to there's do. a lot of episodes on there. So, <laughs> so every, every 10 to 15 episodes, because sometimes I forget, I would stand up and I would do like, you know, like 20 jumping jacks or like a couple of <laughs> I was just like, I, right? I, no, I really was of like, I cannot be sitting for this long. And I busted through and like three and a half hours later, it was done. So just straight through. It's not fun. I don't recommend. Please, nobody do that. But it doesn't, it doesn't sound particularly fun. Um, that doesn't, <laughs> no, no, I was very, very unfun. Uh, no, don't recommend. <laughs> don't recommend. <laughs> no, <laughs> so it's, it's all right. <laughs> no, and of course, after you do like again, how many sets of ten episodes am I doing with two hundred and ninety? Twenty nine, and so uh -huh. by the time you're up to twenty nine sets, and you've been doing fifteen to twenty jumping jacks each time, <laughs> shoulders hurt a bit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not gonna lie. I'm a bit, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm hurting. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Which, which is not, you know, <laughs> it makes you feel real bad when you're like, oh, I did a couple. It felt like just doing a couple jumping jacks because I didn't do, you know, three hundred in one go. It was over the course of three hours that I did this. True, and I was like, but that, I don't think that was, um. That was good. I think I did the wrong thing. <laughs> <laughs> I have become broken now. Oh, yeah, no. I no, I really did. I was like, that was that was wrong. Oh well. No, but it's done now. Hooray. 
Uh, Hooray. I'm very... Well, that's very uh, exciting. Yes, it is. It is. And I'm I'm so close to inbox zero with my with my emails. I'm I'm so close. It, I oh it's so frustrating. Oh. I've never know? had zero because I like have a bunch of junk mail that like I'll look at it and go, No, I don't want that, and then I'll forget to delete it. And then mm. just be like, meh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and I use my email a lot for things like um, reminders uh, of like to do's. Like I have a couple emails in here of like, oh, I have to save that one that I got from this company. And that's going to be my reminder to go do something um, or whatever uh, so that I can I can keep track of where that information is. But oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then sometimes they don't do it, and you know it's anyway, it's not boring. <laughs> <laughs> Good theory, you know, but theory, like, yeah. exactly theoretically. The, oh my gosh! Oh, that sounded horrible. Did you just die? What on earth was this, that? Just this cough that's come kind of out of nowhere and it's been exacerbated now that the weather's like, you know what? It does need to be nine degrees again. That's what I need. And oh, my, yeah, God, I know. my body was like, no, it's so dry. Ah. And my, so, <laughs> my throat was like, anyway. So I've been trying to, I did a meet and greet with a client today and I tried so hard not to cough the entire time. And <laughs> by the end, I was like whispering to her as I was at the door, trying not to just go into a massive coughing fit. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's my throat. I'm not sick. It's just this is happens to my throat this time of year. It's true. It's the air. It's fine. So that's uh that's been that blast off of a thing today. Oh yeah, and feeling I don't know energized, tired, whatever with everything going on. But what's what's new with you? I don't even know. It's program practice week. So program practice week. I don't get to have consecutive class days ever in my life. And I'm grumpy about it. What program is being practiced this week? Uh, It's the the choir Christmas winter holiday program extravaganza thing, I guess. I don't really know. Is it have a? It's not a set uh, theme or anything. It's just. I mean, I don't remember what the theme is. There is one. I imagine it has some sort of title. I don't know. She goes very a lot with okay. the uh, stuff. It's very. It's a lot, and so I don't really know. I don't uh, go to the practices, right? Sure. Because um, <clears throat> we have a sixth grade is split between. Like we have band kids and band kids are not in choir. So um, during choir practice time, I just keep all the band kids in my classroom and we do activities and stuff Oh, uh, because the alternative would be have sixth grade band members sit in an auditorium for like an hour and a half to two yes. hours quietly. But yeah, no, that's not happening. Yes, we, so we, I understand. <laughs> So uh, I don't know what any of the songs are and stuff. So it's a surprise when I see it uh, tomorrow. So that'll be. (laughs) 
we have to do that tomorrow. So tomorrow's going to be a fun-filled, exciting day of <clears throat> that. Um, wrangling sure. children in the auditorium and all that kind of fun, exciting stuff. So we'll see how it goes. See if I survive that. Nice. But uh, your window updates coming along. It's still not done. Okay. My window is still incomplete. It was so cold in my classroom today. I just wore my coat all day when I was sitting at my desk. Oh, no. (laughs) It was so cold over there. I had, I just wore my jacket. I didn't wear, I didn't have, uh, I planned for this, right? So today, I did not have recess duty, right? Not that it was warm enough to go outside to recess anyway, but in the event that it was, I had Wednesdays, I have workroom. So I just, anybody who's missing stuff just comes to my room and they can work on it during that time, right? Okay. Like a catch up time stuff. So Wednesday is my workroom day. So I specifically plan, it's like, I'm not going to take my big coat, but I'm going to take this smaller one. It's one of those like flannel jackety things that dad got me, right? Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. But it's like one of the insulated, like big insulated, like flannel jackets. It was like a flannel shirt, but like quilted almost, right? Anyway, uh, I was like, I'm wearing this today. Just so I could wear it inside <laughs> and nice. it would be comfortable. That's amazing. So even though my classroom heater is working and whatever, sitting at my desk, like grading or like doing lessons, like planning, like during my plan time and like during that workroom time when I'm just sitting there watching them, right? Like, and if they have questions, they they can ask me, but like, I just have to basically sit there and be like, are you working? Yes. Okay. Like, <clears throat> and lunch when I was sitting at my desk eating my lunch or my coat because it was so, <laughs> so cold. Of my sticking window. Yeah. Oh no. Ah, it's so bad. <laughs> so a window update. There is none. Is um, I mean, there is a window, right? But there is there's a window, no, there's but no there's update. no update. <laughs> yeah. Not still, what we were hoping for. Yeah, no, still the same old window. With the unfinished windowness, it's great. I love it. It's so wonderful. Nice. Uh, yeah. Nice. <clears throat> well, we. Uh, uh, yeah. No. Go ahead. Oh, as I was gonna say, the other bizarre. There's another strange thing that has happened. Uh, I don't really know how this occurred, but um, my home base has taken to hiding. Uh, random objects in my classroom and seeing if the other classes can find them. And it's really hilarious because they couldn't today and they were going insane. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) And it's like, it's like the most red. They, I don't remember. Somebody brought it. I think it was in their bag. They just found it in their backpack. It was a, it's Woody's cowboy hat. Um, huh. Yeah, I don't don't ask me why, but that's what it is. Uh, you remember like the one that was with the like, I don't know, it's like a small one, right? Um, it's like a smaller version of one, right? It's like a smaller Woody's cowboy hat. Um, and uh, they they've just decided that that is what we shall hide all about the classroom. We're just going to put it in really random spots and see if people notice it. Huh. Yeah, nice. I don't. Again, I don't know how this happened exactly. But they decided this is what they're going to do, and I was like, 
okay, that's fine. <laughs> that's kind of funny. So <laughs> here we go. <laughs> huh. That's very odd. It is very odd. This is why this is how six graders work. Very strange little people. Just, but sure, sure, sure. It's been kind of funny. Uh, watching the other kids go crazy and not be able to find things. It's very fun. So that was, <laughs> that's been my other entertainment this week is that uh, <laughs> strange thing that's occurred. So, <laughs> what other things have they decided to hide? Well, it's mostly been that. They've, they've oh. fixed it on this tower <laughs> hat. But somebody, they were joking about like, the elf on the shelf thing, right? And oh, so yeah. somebody brought in like an elf. Not like it's like a it was just like a stuffed toy elf. It wasn't like one of those really creepy elf on the shelf things, right? <clears throat> but they they were like, you should hide this too. And I didn't hide it because I there's a kid who like he teases about like, I'm gonna break all the rules. I'm the bad guy. Right, like that. You know, he does that. He's not really, he's like a really good kid, but that's like the joke, right? Yeah. And so I put it Somebody stuck the elf on his desk yesterday just to be like, they're watching you, buddy. He didn't like that. Uh, well, he, I mean, he like jokingly, he was like, you know, it was all playing, right? He was like, no, 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 no. I can't, they can't see me break the rules, blah, blah. So today I stuck it on the ceiling right in, above his desk today. Just so they. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's perfect. <laughs> yes, because he was like, if I if I if I see that on my desk tomorrow, I'm gonna throw it away. And so I was like, okay, sure. And so I stuck it <laughs> on the ceiling right above his desk. Check. <laughs> <laughs> I basically made it like it was peeking out of the drop ceiling, right? I like, yeah. stuck it halfway in the drop ceiling, so it was like right above his desk, looking at him all day. So that was the <laughs> that was the other thing we've been doing is that. Because it's weird, it's a weird time this week. Because we can't have all this class. Because we got all this dead time where we have just have choir practice for forever. So I don't get to have class. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. This is why random things are happening in my life. It's very strange. It's a very strange time. Um, in sixth grade. It's very weird. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Sounds like it. Sounds like an unknown time for everybody <laughs> involved. Really... <sighs> I don't they seem to be taking it well. I mean, yes. I mean, at least it's mildly entertaining, I guess. So, although tomorrow morning, I have to get in the right mindset because they sort of need the hammer brought down on them tomorrow morning. Because, Uh-oh. yeah, it's that time of year where sixth graders have just decided, you know what? Being nice people is just not for me right now. Uh-oh. So they've just been being horrendous to each other and I'm over it. And the math teacher is definitely over it. She is like had it with them. <laughs> so we're going to have some talking time tomorrow where we're going to be like, yo, listen, cause we already had one group that had to talk to like the assistant principal, right? Cause they're being dumb. And then the assistant principal made a general speech at lunch about kindness. and. That didn't help. So, <laughs> uh oh, they've been getting this message uh, for a while now, and uh, nothing is happening. So, 
time to get a little more serious tomorrow. Um, that's what. <laughs> is it just to like one another or? Yeah, mostly. One? Yeah, mostly. We just gonna we just like can't say anything nice to each other, ever. Like everything we say has to be like an insult somebody. Wow. I don't know why. I don't know why this is. It's one of those like the internet has lied to them and told them this is what humor is. Right. Oh, oh. I think that's part of it. Right. Oh. This this part of this, like TikTok has lied to them to be like, ha ha, this is these are jokes. Yeah. No. And they're really jokes. just hurtful or <laughs> just mean. Yeah. Right. And I under I understand that this is how like when you are young, this is how you talk to your friends right you talk to them like this is normal behavior right however um going to the lengths that some of them are going right uh this can very easily be misconstrued as not right and if you talk to somebody who's like not your like best friend who's like not in on the joke this is going to be very hurtful so we just have to talk about appropriateness and Kindness and not being a stinking jerk all the time. Why? <laughs> so that's tomorrow. I gotta get in the right mindset for this. Decide how shouty I'm going to be at them, right? Like, shake <laughs> my level here. Like, hmm, which Mr. Funkhauser character are we gonna be for this? Like, which one? What are we gonna go with here? What's gonna be the mood? Like, what? <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> Mm. <clears throat> so, gotta decide on the tone for this. See how, see just how shouty we gotta be. Um, <clears throat> so that'll be fun. See how that goes tomorrow. <sighs> yeah. yeah, it's a really hard one. It's not. I'm looking forward to this, right? No, because it's not like it's definitely easier to have this conversation whenever there's like been an incident, right? Like a big one. Sure. You know? It's a little more difficult to have this conversation in like generally sometimes, right? Sure. Be kind of hard. But yeah. Of, uh, of, of what you're going to do about it and to try and catch it early, I guess. Mm. But at the same yeah. time, you know, it's, you don't want to jump the gun too much. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. And like, this is definitely a conversation we've had to have before, like not this year, like other years, right? Like some years, you have to have these kind of conversations more than others, oh, you sure. know. And this year is one of the ones where it's more, right? Like, <laughs> just because of their attitudes, I guess. I don't really know. But it's been really weird. Like, all of a sudden, like, it wasn't too bad until, like, the last, like, month. And it's sort of just gone downhill in a hurry. And I don't really mm. know why. I don't really know about any uh, inciting incidents, right? Like, I don't really know what changed exactly. Interesting. They decided, nah. It's like almost they collectively decided, nope, jerk mode time. Let's just do that. That that'll Whoa. be fun. Like, <laughs> no, stop. Right, right. No, that's not Arr. what we want at all. No. <laughs> Yeah, I and I don't know. It's tough because, like, as as a parent, 
those are interesting. Um, I'm sure those are not, you know, obviously not fun conversations to have. Uh, and with like student behavior and now like, what do you do with that information? Um, coming from the, the you have to you Brandon have to communicate that now with a parent I'm sure at some point of like this is what's going on right yeah sometimes right a lot of times whenever it gets to the levels where we're doing a lot of like one-on-one intervening that's when it's moving to like principals or assistant principals and so they will start communications and then sometimes the parents will contact me like after they've talked to you the principal the principal will just like call them like listen up your kids being terrible like this was Sure. So that's where it's hard too. Of like, when, when is it? When do I contact the parents versus, like, when is it administration going to be con? Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's the one that I I have trouble with. Like, who, who is making that communication? You know, at the beginning, like, right? Where does it happen? Like, how far does that go? Like, what's going on that's the hard one that's the one I have trouble with like <clears throat> you know because I and I'm not really you know I don't I'm not the best at just like cold calling your parents like hey so your kid's a jerk um, yeah let's talk <laughs> right like it's a little it's a little tough right well like, yeah <clears throat> nobody wants to have that conversation yeah Um, like that's not fun for anybody but yeah. it is one of those things and it's like, hard too because some parents are like you called me for that. Leave me alone. Right. And like some parents, it like, you know, you get, you kind of feel them out at that first parent teacher conference. Cause you're like, Hey, you know, yeah, you're, this is what your kid's been doing in my class so far. And they go, yeah, that's just how they are. And then they don't say anything. You're like, Oh, okay. Oh. That's how we're going to go. Okay. Right. right. Well, I can see you're going to be unhelpful. So oh. uh, don't call you ever. Like <clears throat> I had one parent. I was like, your kid interrupts all the time and is constantly trying to talk over everyone in my class and they're like yeah he does that <laughs> alright well um <laughs> thanks anyway uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> oh my gosh why yeah right you're left going okay like now what cause you can't yeah and it's that you know some parents like joke I had some parents that were joking like oh my gosh yeah I know I do that too and we talk about it sometimes you know that's fine that's uh, that's you know that's understand that's a that's fine. You know, that makes sense. You handle it like that. It's okay. You know, everyone's going to handle that coverage differently, but the ones that are just like, yeah, I know. And then that's all they say. Like, all right, I guess we're, (laughs) we'll just be here. (laughs) I'm just going to be doing this. uh, And I won't call you because you're clearly not interested in, because you're not, it's happening. Yeah. Not interested in being helpful in this particular instance. So never mind. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. And that's and finding out that information for the parent, yes, is tough what you're gonna do. Uh we were informed today uh by our youngest that uh one of the children in first grade was um during one of their times just came over and like dumped some water on his head um, for no reason. Uh, and so it was like, well, I have questions about what happened here. And this was like a common time that they have. So it wasn't with the first grade teachers. It wasn't with the second grade or the kindergarten teachers with a, a different third party teacher. 
where everyone was just kind of playing and together and observing. It was like, well, I've got to do some fact finding here. And obviously I can't come at this being like accusatory in any way, shape or form. Uh, but I, I do want to know what happened. And it, it was very frustrating because they didn't see it. And so then it was like, well, I don't know what to do with this information now. Um, other than just like, hey, don't go near that other kid. And if something happens, you know, tell a teacher. And I, I feel like that's very unhelpful in those situations. Well, I mean, like, no, it is very helpful because the reverse has happened to me before where like a parent messaged me about something and I'm like, all right, first of all, your child has never discussed this with anybody. Right. So I have no idea what you're talking about, right? Like they hit yeah. you with that. They'd be like, my kid said this happened today. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. They neglected to tell me, me. or any of the other teachers, <laughs> the people that were able to help. Yeah. In nearby, like that, you know, that would be cool if that would, you know, happen, right? Like that would be uh, yeah. nice because once it goes home and I'm hearing this from your mom, like there's not really a whole lot I can do about it, right? Like, well, it <laughs> happened nine hours ago. What? <laughs> I, I, I'm a little behind here. I, you know, what, like, <laughs> Yeah, and you know, we I want to make sure that we get like a proper understanding of what happened, and uh, get we're trying to get everybody on the same page of like this is not cool, right? And equip with a little bit more information and knowledge on everybody's part, and then just kind of make sure we're we're moving forward. Like that's my big goal, uh, and and just see because otherwise nothing's going to change. So just kind of speaking up at first is really the, 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 the important part, but it doesn't, it's one of those aspects of like, well, I can't do anything more beyond that. Um, so we're just going to have to, to, to wait and see. Yeah. And so that's, that's, that's another little wrinkle that happens sometimes. It makes the situations uh, difficult to deal with. Right. Just like, yeah, them in there <clears throat> and uh, nail you. So that's fun. So we'll see how tomorrow goes. See what happens. Uh, and the oh oh oh, I was good. Okay, here we go. We're gonna switch topics to something slightly more lighthearted. That's fine. Uh, something else I learned today. All right, now uh, there are many things that you will hear decried in the news media about kids don't know how to do X Y Z. Right? Okay. You can think of a lot of things. Recursive. Yes. Right. Use an analog clock. Okay. We've talked about both those things on the show before Indeed. a little bit. Uh, one of those things is not useful at all, and who cares? Uh, the other one is kind of important, kind of interesting, but, you know, cursive is whatever. Um, <clears throat> today I learned that this year's sixth graders have absolutely no idea how to make paper airplanes. What? Yeah. Not expecting that. This is not a thing that has ever come up before. Most of the kids know relatively how to do something. Right? We did, because we had uh, off time today, part of our time filler was paper airplane contest. Of course. A perennial favorite. Yes. uh, Because we can spend some time making it, and then we can spend more time going out to the hallway and flinging a paper airplane down the hallway. Who doesn't want to do that? Right. Who doesn't? But I had a seemingly abnormally large number of children in my classroom today say things like, 
I have never made a paper airplane before. Today. And I went, what? How? <laughs> right? <laughs> this is my official old man moment, right? Just turned 38. Just realized I graduated high school 20 years ago. Yeah, when you say it like that. And apparently, the art of making paper airplanes died in my childhood. Right? Who knew? Who knew? This was a- <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> but Because every once in a while, there's like one... You know, that are like, oh, I don't really know or I don't really remember. And so they like, they always try to look up some kind of like crazy airplane design, right? Which is fine. That's, you know, the whole point, you know, use your iPads, look up. There's like only 500 different ways to make paper airplane. Right. It's fine. But normally it's like, oh, I know how to make the basic one or I've made this before, but I don't really remember. So I'm going to look up the directions real quick. Like, that's, yeah. that, that's understandable, right? But apparently, the paper airplane making skill just gone. Gone. No more. Not a thing that happens anymore. Who gone. knew? Not me, right? Because no. okay, I do this all the time. I think I've done this the last like four years. Uh, maybe three, anyway. And like last year, I don't remember this being a problem. I don't know. It's very odd. I wonder. It's very odd. Caught me off guard. I was very surprised. Like, what? What do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> wonder, wonder where that comes from. I have no idea. Right? I, don't, I mean, I guess, like, when you think about it, this isn't a skill that you, like, need. No. You know what I mean? Like, this never comes up as, like, important. You're not going to be on, like, <laughs> Survivor and be like, oh, my gosh. My paper airplane making skills are finally coming in. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, like, it's it's odd that it's never come up before. Sure. I thought that was really weird. <laughs> I was like, this is very, very strange indeed. I don't know <laughs> what to make of this. I, I'm still confused right now. Yeah, and that's <laughs> that's one of those things where kind of like, you know, analog clock and writing and cursive and I know a big one for many um, entrance exams into kindergarten and first grade is like idea or concept of, of money and coin identification. Like that's a a big one, right? That was, and that's one where both of my kids did not do well uh, on their, on their entrance exams um, to get into the school. And I quickly wrote that off. Like, well, that's ridiculous because I literally don't ever have physical money on me. So I think they're going to be fine. I mean, yeah, Uh, but you do take a minute. I I think it is important at each one of those steps to step back and go, okay, what, what's being lost, right? And is it being um, accounted for somewhere else? So, you know, when, when someone says, oh, I don't know how to make a paper airplane or I don't make paper airplanes or I don't have that, like, is there some sort of you know problem solving creativity that you know trial and error kind of process that's not being accounted for somewhere else that is that is teachable through the making of a paper airplane um i think in many aspects there's yes you know things like you know i, I think of something like minecraft like that is a, that, that kind of thing is very popular with kids and and that's nothing but um, exploration, creativity, problem solving, 
all sorts of stuff built in that. It's just different in in and and from a different medium. So yeah, I really can't give anything because most of the time <clears throat> when you are making paper airplanes, like you're usually following directions anyway, right? That's how you learn how to make them. Well yeah. And then you're sort of memorizing. I suppose there could be some level of fine motor skill, right? Because you have to fold quite precisely. But sure. that's that's probably not to such a big deal, right? Like oh. I just <laughs> no, I'm I'm not saying any of this is a is a big deal yeah. by any stretch of the <laughs> imagination. Um that's that's definitely not uh what I'm getting at. Uh, I think that is just it's interesting for me to think about at each stage of those things of going is is something lost? Like I, I think, or is something not being captured? Not saying that you can't progress through a proper uh, adolescence and into adulthood having not made a paper airplane. Like it's not that kind of thing. But it's going, you know, what does what is this thing teaching? What does it expose them to? Um, and sure, I'm sure sometimes you go, well, absolutely nothing. This is just completely pointless. Uh, but it's just an interesting um, thought That's experiment. True. But I think, you know, the old paper airplane does, you do have that small element of like, because they are, uh, like you make one and then you can relatively quickly make another one, right? You could mass produce them very quickly, right? Yes. Um, you can go through the process of uh, refinement and doing small variations on themes, right? Because you can have one paper airplane and then you can like, fly it and go it does not fly very good what if i did this instead yes right. have, knowing you nothing can... about aeronautics or anything along those lines yeah <laughs> or just be like what happens if i fold this wing different and then just like fling it again and see right. it's like a very immediate way of doing that process right of thinking about that that engineering kind of idea of going huh that was bad let me make another one real quick mm -hmm. and then in you know a minute you have another one that is slightly different right you do the thing where you like fold up the edges or you <laughs> fold you do your final crease further down so that your wings are wider or you do some other thing i don't know yeah you like, really make that really maybe a really long super narrow nose. like the nose right yeah, yeah. right you can change you, that short and yeah. blunt versus or whatever so that yeah. you have the well so that you have the wings like you can do that thing where you make the wings kind of start further down the body yeah right so you can you can have like the classic one that you see a lot where it's like starts it, it tapers directly from the point and just starts going backwards from there you know yeah. Or you can have like a basically a nose cone of varying lengths and start your fold at different spots, right? So it looks more like some sort of fixed wing aircraft. I don't know, like a SR seventy one or something, um, <laughs> and and do it that way, you know. Yeah. So you can you can do those like small variations relatively quickly and kind of think about that process. So that would be the only thing that I would think of like kind of that like learning through play like well, why didn't it go very far yeah and we do this again and we just like fling some more paper airplanes and see what happens right <laughs> <laughs> so that would be the only 
the only thought that I would have that maybe, but you can also get that in other places as well. Yeah. So yeah. Absolutely. That would be that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's what I learned today. Nice. All that. There we go. So what was it? What was it like teaching them how to make a paper airplane or what was that process like? Oh, I didn't teach them anything. I said, you have 10 minutes to make a paper airplane. Oh, ah. go. I love it. Boom. And so they did. They were <clears throat> looking up things or trying to remember things or seeing how it went, right? After I surveyed and realized that people were unsure about how pa- making paper airplanes went, I said, okay, now you have 10 minutes. Choose whatever you want. <laughs> sure. They're so like, can we look it up? I was like, well, yeah, that's what you have the thing for. So do it. And then... <laughs> yeah. Use this. Yeah. <clears throat> so... I mean, that's a skill, I guess, looking up something and following directions. Hey. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, I have said time and time again that uh, knowing how to effectively get new information is way more important most of, the, most of the time in life than being able to recall it immediately from the top of your head. True. Uh, <laughs> I mean, one of the simple things that we would do is where I was tutoring, it would be just introducing people to like the, 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 the back of a book, right? Like, Oh, <laughs> let me show you to the index and what that is like that, that would blow a lot of students' minds. Cause they're like, what is this? <laughs> well, I've never- That's true. Yeah. This year I did a lot more time and talking about like, this is the glossary. Eh? Because that's very useful for like my class in general. Because we do have sometimes in in uh, social studies where like we need to know what these words are. Yeah, right. Like we don't always. So like my when we do read from the book, right? I have them do the end of chapter questions sometimes, right? Just because it's there and it's something for us to do. It's a way to build background knowledge, right? So sometimes we do definitions. Sometimes we don't, depending on what they are. Like okay, these words are not really that important and we'll get the meaning later, you know? And sometimes like, no, these ones in this chapter are the, it's usually like the first chapter, right? Like the first one of the unit, like these are the keywords that we're going to see a lot and yeah. we're going to use them a lot and we're going to focus on them a lot. Write these down. Right? Like, <laughs> so like telling about, this is the glossary. This is yep. how the glossary works. Yeah. I have a big sign that says glossary page 720 on my cabinet where the books are. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> so that they can be like, aha, yes. Well, I, I just noticed it whenever I was tutoring college students and it'd be like, define blah, 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 blah on an, on a, you know, study sheet or something. And they would be like, pay one page at a time through the chapter, be flipping to find the word. And then on the next one, it would be like, define this new term. And they just start back at the beginning of the chapter and flip slowly through it. I was like, let me hold on. Just just flip all the way to the back and see this place. (laughs) This is all alphabetical. Go. (laughs) Yeah, that's much better. Right. It's much more useful. Right. I do fall into that trap of being like, I swear it was on one of these two pages and then I like will refuse to use the text, right? Oh, <laughs> but, yes. Like, <laughs> yes, because I... I, I could have found out already and I'll be like, no, no, it was right here. I remember reading it. It's in the left-hand side, upper yeah, corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'm like skimming the page like over and over again. Right? 
kind of close to a photo, I think. And yeah. it always turns out it was on the next page. Next page. Yeah. Dang it. Uh huh. <laughs> well, anyway. But yeah, I do that too sometimes. But it's all right. So that. <laughs> uh, so what have you been up to this week? That was my week, basically. Preparing for programs. Yeah. Not knowing how paper airplanes work. And being jerks. What have you been up to? Hopefully better than that. Well, I mean, <laughs> Monday, um, we, we, uh, we only had, uh, so I, ha- I had spent basically almost all of last week and through the weekend in Springfield doing visits. Um, I don't, did I, I didn't, I didn't tell you, um, on Friday, I myself, had 13 visits uh in spring <laughs> that was just me and i had four other staff members working and doing other stuff around both to both locations um and saturday i had the same number and then sunday i just had a few in the morning so i was able to come back quickly that afternoon and um so i hadn't seen i, I didn't uh i have for five days uh, i was gone for about five days um, and so Monday, we just had one dog getting dropped off at our house for daycare. And I went, we are having no dog dropped out of our house for daycare. Uh, we're canceling that, apologizing profusely. Uh, and then we we're going to go spend a day doing something else as a family. <laughs> so we uh, canceled that and uh, drove into Kansas City for the day. And literally woke up, ate breakfast, and we're still eating breakfast, headed into Kansas City at like 7 in the morning. And we were like, what are we going to do? And we, <laughs> we say that. I, Generally, that is something that you decide before you leave. But, you no, know, sometimes we, it's important to just go, right? Headed in a general direction. Uh, we knew we needed to stop at a Target maybe somewhere in the day. But that was literally it. That was the only like hard to find we're doing this kind of thing. Um, and we ended up, uh, uh, I was like, just, you know, trying to figure out what to do. And then I was like, we're going to the zoo We kids haven't been to the, the, the zoo. I've don't think I've been to the Kansas city zoo in like eons, um, if ever. And so I don't know if I've ever been to the Kansas I don't think, city zoo. No. No, I really don't think I have. So I was like, <laughs> Google Maps, boop, boop, beep. <laughs> Let's go to the zoo. <laughs> Showed up 10 minutes after it opened. Uh, they open at 930 uh, uh, every day of the week. And all, we were off to the races. Like We just marched up, bought our tickets, and started walking. And, you know, the kids, having never been to the zoo, were like, "What? what are we doing here? And I was like, well, listen. We're going to do a lot of walking. We're also going to stare at things and not see any animals uh, most of the time. Uh, (laughs) It was a little cold Monday. It was was Some of them were probably like, nope, not coming out here, buddy. Um, (laughs) But, I mean, the zoo, Kansas City Zoo, I forget how old it is. I mean, it's mid-1800s, late-1800s. Um, one of the buildings there is the original building, and it was at one time when they first opened the entire zoo was the building. 
And oh, I didn't know that. That's cool. Yes, it's pretty cool. And now they've turned that into their tropical portion of the zoo. And so nice. Yeah, it's pretty neat. Uh, and so it, it just feels it's it feels weird. Um, this isn't a review of the Kansas City Zoo. It was perfectly fine. It was a zoo. Except for it is. Except for it, <laughs> as, as, as much as it is a review. But the one thing that I was like, when I found out, I was like, we are buying this, um, was their all-access wristband to their, like, tram system. Okay? Oh, sweet. There we go. Yes! This is, what, like, with one wristband, like, you could piecemeal it, but it's like, now I can ride the train anywhere I want to go. I can ride their tram anywhere I want to go. I can ride the carousel as many times as I want. I can ride the sky safari as many times as I want. If the boat was operational, because it's not in the middle of winter, I could have oh, ridden yeah, the sure. boat as many times as oh, I want. That boat would probably be sick, though. They do a boat. They do a boat tour of their safari, of their African safari, uh, from a boat. Where you oh like, yeah, yes, where you can be like in a boat, pointing over to the shore, being like, "Look, onyx." And gazelle and zebra and a wildebeest and there's a rhino from a boat. <laughs> and they're just like on the shoreline. So yeah, that's pretty sweet, right? So I was like, that's that's the way like, to go. It was like, first off, like we are definitely riding the train because it just circumvents the whole. It's uh, not circumvents, circumnavigates the entire park. Uh, so you can kind of see a little bit here and there as you go along, and it makes one stop, whatever. I was like, this, that's like, that alone is worth it to ride the little miniature train. Of course it is. But then you're telling me. Uh, and Noah was going, it's absolutely worth it. Let's get on this train. Oh, Let's go. Oh. As soon as he saw there was a train, he was like, we're riding the train. And I was like, I know we're riding the train. Why do you think we're walking this way? I know. That's why. They have, they do have a neat part when you're in the Australian part where you open a, a double sided gate and then you're just in there among free roam kangaroos. Hey, that's cool. And they like the little like, ones, the little like wallaby ones. Well, we no, we didn't have the. It wasn't free roam wallabies, but we did see the wallabies. But this was like red kangaroos. Oh wow, uh, the big ones, the big ones, and yeah. they're just like free roam around you. Now they were yeah. all sunning themselves on a hill, but had they so yeah. chosen, they could have just walked alongside us and like we could yeah. have pet them, kind of thing. That, yeah, that's what. Whenever I was at the one of the little, we went to like a little zoo in Australia, and that's what they had like the little like the little wallaby ones. So the ones are like a foot and a half tall, right? Yeah. I just turned around. And it was just sitting there on a rock looking at me. And like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Hello. I was okay. <laughs> so we got, you know, we did a little walk tour through that. They have a little, um, sheep barn demo area. Uh, you know, cause sheeping is big in Australia. Oh um, yes. And so <laughs> they have a little demo area with sheep and a little thing and walk through there. Um, Got to see a, a lion up close and an orangutan up close and um, got to see the, the penguin exhibit was a lot of fun because then we got to see them diving and swimming around and going super fast, which the kids just absolutely loved. Uh, got to touch um, the stingrays, which was a huge, huge hit. Like, And oh, the lady yeah. was like, who's touching stingrays? And I definitely had my hand up first before yeah. <laughs> I gotta beat the kids. Boom! Ha! Take that. And she was like, "And if you actually touch one, you can get a sticker." And I was like, "It's on." <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> so I, did, I did. I did have to uh, keep reminding Noah to not use both hands. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Where he was just like full on, like 
just in the water. Like, in uh, the water. He had short sleeve shirts and the sleeves were soaked. That's all I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> That's all any any more and he would have just literally been swimming with the sea with the yeah, with the stingrays, which is fine. Um <laughs> But we uh we did that and then and then one of the things of like, oh, uh you can go to the African uh safari, but it was like a really, really long walk or you could ride a tram. And I was like, well, I have purchased the all access, uh, you know, mode, uh, transportation. Uh, <laughs> so here we they, go. Tram, <laughs> tram, we go. And I'm so glad we had that because I don't, obviously we could have walked. It would have been fine. It would have just really lengthened the amount of time we would have spent out there. And nobody wants to walk like this many many it's a long way like you have to cross a river a literal river over a massive bridge to get to this aspect of the park (laughs) oh oh my it's like it's like way (laughs) separated away from everything uh so the tram is very nice um and then when we got there it was like well we can we could walk around and see stuff but it was like no air tram right now we just got off from from the the boring landlocked tram and uh went to go fly through the skies and it was it was literally one of those um ski lifts uh that you sit that just constantly moves oh yeah 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 literally never stops and it just takes you like i don't know 80 feet above the ground and you just go at a little nice steady pace and you have a little umbrella above you and you look down below and you can see, oh, look, there are the, you know, gazelle and the wildebeest and zebra all just literally below you as you're flying out over them. Then you can look out across and you can see them running and they're over here and there's a lake over here. And you, it, it would have been more exciting had the giraffes been out. But I learned that giraffes, obviously, as many animals from Africa, for very obvious reasons, aren't very cold tolerant. <laughs> Yeah, su- surprise. surprise. Uh, and giraffes are are some of the least cold tolerant of them all. And it has to be like 70 degrees before they can go out. So <laughs> they have uh, a lot of surface area that will get cold, right? That blood's got to go a long way from their heart. Yes, so they're yes, going to be yeah. like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. So but you would fly right over. You fly right over that area of them. Uh, so you could see them like galloping and gallivanting beneath you as you fly over their head. Um, it was really cool to go do that. Um, way fun. Um, and you get off on that end. Then they have chimpanzees just on a hillside. And here's the thing. Here's the thing that kept like kind of broke my brain is this is an old school kind of zoo where they were just like, I'm going to put a fence around this landscape and I'm not going to change the landscape. So the 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 chimpanzee exhibit they just have the massive concrete wall around an oak hickory forest and, it, well you know <laughs> and then you look out and you see a gang of chimpanzees marching through the forest and your brain is like my, my brain literally was panicking because i was like if if i was in the woods and saw this coming towards me oh yeah I freak would, out run I would, away i would die like i would i would be so scared and it was just this clash of like a chimp and there's an oak tree and like <laughs> a bush and then they were climbing the oak trees and that was really trippy 
to just to see a barren oak tree and a chimp just shoot straight up it sitting up in the high trees and like squirrels jumping around <laughs> i was like that is kind of odd it's like a very uncanny valley of like yes. this is wrong and <laughs> odd to look at <laughs> right yes this is exactly the 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 uncanny valley nature of it all of like it was very extremely familiar but just totally not uh all in the same swoop um kind of same thing when we went to go see the the hippos they were just kind of in a tub um not in a tub but like in a area with like oak tree uh, oak leaves you know sitting on the water surface and then like playing with the oak leaves <laughs> like it's oh this is weird very odd and then they have the big the african safari cats section and this part is the okay. part that i suddenly felt very um like odd and like, like- like, like, because you you walk over a plank, a gangplank, and then through a little covered bridge, and then it comes to a part where I don't know. Forty years ago, they were like, "We're going to make this like a African safari rock outcropping, uh, mm. made made out of that plaster Ooh. material." Okay. And, oh, oh. Okay. And, okay. And you're walking through, and it's very claustrophobic because they didn't make this for the hundreds of thousands of people that attend the zoo. And they've never updated this. And so it just felt suddenly ah, very old lovely. and extremely close. And then around like every big rock outcropping would be a window and there'd be a massive cat or whatever in there. And then you kind of wind your way around feeling like you're lost or like in a part of town that you're not supposed to be in because one window would be boarded over with like, you know, coming soon written underneath it or whatever. And like, and then yeah. it's all cracking and not well upkept. And then they're like, Oh, and there's a lion. Uh, so oh, was, oh, no, no. Very, that part. <laughs> yes, I was like, because you want cracking window and lion in the same <laughs> well, that, sentence. The, That's the what you want. The window wasn't cracking, but like that faux rock, uh, whatever oh, it wall. is. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That they used to make it look like that. If it was very like, I I don't think we should be here. Like this seems sketchy. <laughs> so, like this is the not updated part of the park. I can tell. <laughs> so <laughs> true. You definitely don't want not updated in lions together either, right? It's no. Little... And then like we kind of retreated I saw a from ghost there. In the darkness. I yeah. know what those lions are doing. I know. Right? So we retreated from there. Capable back, of back across the covered bridge more towards like civilized part of the area and uh said goodbye to the chimps and uh and uh then took the tram the sky tram back across and they definitely have big signs everywhere that was like dropped items will not be retrieved today like an all in bolt <laughs> basically like yeah i understand you dropped your cell phone um we'll get to it we'll there's a line it. down there so exactly. it's pretty much it. what uh they say um but it it was it was neat. Uh, I hadn't been on one of those uh things since we went skiing as a family years ago. Uh and I was pretty nervous. I was, was a I was a long time ago. <laughs> yes, yes. I was very nervous about getting on these uh cuz you know, you, you they don't stop, right? You just have to yeah. sit sit down. Sit on it. Keep walking like in yeah. just put your feet down and walk off the side and stuff and it's a little bit easier when you're not in ski boots or skis to do this True. maneuver. Um, but still, it's like it's a little nerve wracking because it's like then you, it just goes boom, it takes you like straight up across the high wire 
And but uh that was that was our favorite part. We got to end on that and then come back home and uh that was a, a lot of fun. Uh so highly recommend the That's pretty uh, awesome. All, all access tram passes <laughs> are the key to victory. The key. No, they really are. Of like, did we see all of the park? Did we go to every single possible exhibit? No. We but you could have. We could <laughs> we could have. And but we were there for we were already there for over six hours. Right. And we didn't see everything. Uh so next time we go, we're gonna have to focus on the the tropics and a little bit places to the southern southern border of the park. Um because you just, missed the first time. Yeah. Yeah, we missed that because we like we spent so much time in in Australia and then we did the Arctic and did the penguins and then we had lunch and then it was like, okay, like we probably need to so we took the tram around in Africa and that's where we spent the rest of our time then we came home because we were it was tiring and it was it wasn't a pleasant day to be outside it was 50s but it was a lot of wind so it was yeah it, was, it felt really cold so oh, yeah. i uh i recommend that uh and that was the other part is it's winter so they're a lot slower which is in one aspect nice because i couldn't imagine being in that park with just throngs and throngs of people because it, again it's a very old zoo so it was and it's never they didn't expand enough to really keep a lot of those traffic flows good for uh, yeah. a lot of people. So it'd be very overwhelming to be there in like the peak season. Um, but you know, so not a lot of people there. We had most of the park to ourselves, but that means that a lot of the animals weren't out. So we, you know, we had a lot of those signs of like, where am I? It'd be a little sign hanging in the middle of the big viewing window. And it's like, where am I? Due to weather, I am, you know, staying warm inside. See <laughs> uh, me yeah. in the spring. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So that that kind of wasn't. But very that'd exciting. be a good thing about, uh, you know, going back to like a lot of times the tropical stuff is it's inside anyway. So right, it's more accessible year round because it's already in a building. So 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 yes, had we planned this out a bit more, <laughs> other than like literally just driving in the morning of to figure out what we're gonna do. But, yeah, we would have know. we would have gone to the tropics and done the indoor building stuff more yeah. than all the v- outdoor viewing spaces. True, um, because then I was like, oh well, maybe they'll have because some of them did have indoor inside viewing areas. Oh um, yeah, but for things like you know, I, I like I remember, um, and I think it's still this way, like the Springfield at Dickerson, um, that you can go see the inside giraffe area and elephant area when they're inside like you walk you can walk through that part um, yes I, in to. the barn thing it's like a big yeah. it looks like a big shed but it's like a huge building right yes but that was part of your path like you could choose to yes. go through that i think there's another part where they go though that's not that you don't walk through right yes, they, they i think got there's the private... like a back like the backstage area right or whatever it's called like the yes but yeah. yeah but then in the barn there is that shed thing where they're in there sometimes. Mm-hmm. So yeah. That is and so correct. this doesn't that. have that I remember access. that building smelling horribly. horribly. Yeah. And that was another thing. The kids kept asking, what's that smell? Uh, <laughs> and I was like, oh yeah. Poop. By um, the way, <laughs> zoos, here's, so uh, here are the three things you need to know about zoos. We're going to walk a lot. We're not going to see all the animals and it's going to smell like poop the entire time. Yeah. Uh, let's go have fun. Um, we had a <laughs> it was a lot. It was really cool. Uh, but because of the size of this zoo, a lot of their 
uh, barns are kind of off property and they mm. walk the animals down paths in between places to get them to their outdoor viewing like, areas. Pat- oh, that's weird. <laughs> yeah. And so you have to like herd the giraffes through this kind of winding path to get here. And same thing with like the, um, uh, um, camels, like they're off their backstage staging area. You didn't have access to, so they yeah. have to walk through these gated areas to get to the outdoor viewing area. So a lot of that stuff was just behind the scenes. Um, it's uh, yeah, it makes it interesting. Huh. I'm just imagining herding giraffes. I can't imagine that going well, right? Like, who would not want to herd a giraffe? Like a giraffe could just straight up kill a lion. Like, I'm not hurting that. No. <laughs> well, yeah. Or, like, or, or they have I'm to not hurt. Walking behind a giraffe. They have, get to hurt here. they have to hurt the rhinos to get to their viewing area. Nope. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> rhinos can't see anything and they're grumpy. So, I'm not. <laughs> that's about that life either. <laughs> yeah. I'd make a terrible zookeeper. Like, oh, I, walk this I, rhino. No. No. <laughs> You, where's my, where's my, where's my, where's, where's my tank? That's yeah, right. Like, uh, do the lizards need any help? Uh, are we good in there? Like, right. where's the fish tank at? I can go there. <laughs> Next, you tell me, gotta walk the bear down this path. No, no, I don't. Um, no. Sounds <laughs> uh, like a pretty fun day, though. No, it was a lot of fun. We we all really enjoyed it. It was very nice. It was very good. Um, the kids were super excited. They had had an opportunity to possibly go to the zoo with their entire school, and I'm I'm glad we didn't do that um, because I can't imagine trying to do what we did with fifty other people. Oh yeah, it's uh, more, yeah. From their school, it's your like, first time at the zoo, right? It's a little yeah, more. Yeah, well, it's just like, and we could move at our own pace and skip huge swaths, <laughs> and yeah, you know, that's true. And just like dart out and go do stuff. I, you know, again, I'm, I'm sure for the kids, it would have been nice to have been there with their friends to experience some of that. But just like pacing wise and like time spent at the zoo, yeah, that meant we could just be like, you know, we're going to chill in this building and play on the swing sets or play on the climbing gym or go down the slide a lot. Uh, and then we're going to go, you know, skip past some of these other animals that we've kind of seen things like them and to get to a different part. So, yeah, that's true. <clears throat> Cause then yeah, the biggest, the problem with a large group is everybody wants to see something different. And so you get into like a crawl where you don't get anywhere. Right. Because right. everyone's like, I want to see this. Or like four people are like, I want to see this thing. And so you have to wait for them. And then the next thing, four different people are like, I want to see this. And like, okay, 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 well, okay. All right, we've got to wait for this too. So you can't, there's not a lot of skipping happening. You know, you can't, unless you say very clearly, like, this is our route. No <laughs> crying about it, right? There's no. <laughs> yes. Yep. This is where we're, we're going, going tough. We're, we're tough daily weeks, right? Like, it's. <laughs> Yep, we're moving forward and onward. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, we'll definitely be going back now. Uh, you know, Megan having grown grown up in in St. Louis is like, oh, well, we need to go see the St. Louis Zoo because it's better than well, 
Also, uh, isn't there like a super mega huge zoo in like Omaha? Just like right there? Yeah. Is that yeah, right? Is. Am I making this up? This is correct, right? Uh, like in Nebraska, in Omaha, Nebraska, isn't there a big zoo there? Yeah, there's a big zoo in the Omaha's uh, Henry Omaha Zoo. Yeah, there's a big zoo there. Yeah, that's like a real big one too. And that one, yes. I think, is supposed to be like really good. So that one yeah, is not like too far. It's not that far, much further north than Kansas City. So no, no, it's not. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, Omaha Zoo. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, really sure it's big. Like really... And they've got, and they also have the a big like, yeah, geodesic dome for the yeah. environment, and yeah. they've got a oh. A underwater uh, aquarium tunnel and and a lot of that stuff. Yeah. So, so there you go. You can do that one too. Add that yeah. to the list. Boom. And now that we have our road tripping vehicle set. Oh, up, true. Yeah, we're ready. <laughs> ready for this. I mean, well, it's. I mean, okay. So it's it's quite a bit further than Kansas City. <laughs> Is it? How much yeah. further north is it? Well, Kansas City Zoo is an hour and 23 minutes away from us. Omaha is four hours. Omaha is that much further away? Yeah. yeah. I yeah. Figure, I always feel like it's closer. Yeah. Anytime I drove up that way, it's like Kansas City, and then all of a sudden there's Omaha. Like, well, well there's, not a, there's not a whole lot on I-29. In the middle. That's true. I-29 sort of dies after Kansas City. In between Kansas Yeah. Nothing you, else. You get into Platte. You get through. You coast through Platte City, and then you yeah. wake up in, in Omaha. That's true. After Omaha, uh, there's basically nothing until Fargo. So, Fargo. like. <laughs> well, there's Sioux, there's Sioux Falls. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, no, not a lot in Sioux Falls. No, Sorry, Sioux Falls listeners, but wow, wow, man, yeah, yeah, man. There's real. It really is. It's yeah. Kansas there's nothing City. else. <laughs> then there's, there's nothing else. Omaha. Four hours later, and then four hours. Or, gosh, that's like be like eight hours later. There's Fargo. Yeah, Fargo is very far away. I forget it's how far so that far. That's insane. It's 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 horrid. That's the worst. We drove that the first time I drove that. Like, I when we were in North Dakota, right? Me and my friends drove to Canada for a camping trip after we graduated high school, right? Yes. Uh, and as one does, literally, we're driving. We drove in 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 North Dakota. We drove just like straddling the yellow line in the middle of the road for like thirty five minutes because there was no (laughs) other cars. On the interstate, <laughs> zero. Right, we just oh. like drove right on that white, the, the wider yellow line, whatever the dash line between yeah. the two lanes. Just drove right on it, one tire in each lane, because there was no other cars. It was the most ridiculous thing ever. <laughs> like, where there is crazy. no people here. What on earth is happening? Yeah. It's so weird. That's bad. I saw more people in New Mexico than I saw in <laughs> North Dakota on the highway. Like, middle of nowhere, Arizona. There was cars on the road. Not in uh, North Dakota. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> there was nothing. 
crazy. How, how did that trip come about? Uh, it was one of those things that we were like, hey, we should do this. And then we all went, okay. Okay, makes sense. And then we did. Uh, not <laughs> We just sort of decided that we were going to. So we just arbitrarily picked Winnipeg, Canada, kind of because it was a direct route. You could drive there directly on I-29, and there was campgrounds north of town. And we found out the last day we were leaving that there's we were actually like not very far away from like a really big lake with like lots of stuff to do. Like, oh, dang it! <laughs> Could have done that. Instead, you spent your time in a bathroom drying out from the rain. Yes, that's true. Um, once again, we're Canada summer weather lied to us because the forecast was like oh it'll be like you know 60 to 70 degrees and it'll be fine we got up there and it was 40 degrees and it rained for three days so uh the birds hill providential park bathroom is very lovely it's the (laughs) cleanest campground bathroom i've ever seen in my entire life they have an excellent hand dryer that is capable of drying out your sleeping bag. Just in case you're, you're curious. They, listeners. they <laughs> probably thought through that. I'm sure that wasn't their first rodeo. <clears throat> but yeah, that was one of those things like, well, let's just do it. And then we did. Uh, we explored Winnipeg. Very nice. Um, <laughs> we okay. did some camping and just like random stuff. We toured the Royal Canadian Mint. Yeah. Very lovely. Yes. We learned about the process of making Canadian coins. Okay. Yeah. How, I'm, I'm sure very different than everyone else's process. Uh, it, was actually process. Pretty, it was actually pretty sweet. Uh, I liked it. We did. <laughs> the coolest part was they have, yeah, do the, they have, so Canada is, they have the $2 coins. They're in the $2 coin club, right? Yes. And so they have a, the machine that makes the $2 coins is really cool because it's actually uh, two different discs of metal that are put together. Yeah, so the instant. outside disc uh, yeah. is the it's, silver one, right? And the gold, yeah. And the gold's in the middle. So the outside disc is silver and then there's in, so it's, it looks like a donut, right? The blank is a donut. <clears throat> huh. uh, so it's an outside the disc and then there's a hole in the middle. And in that, around the hole on the inside, there's a groove cut into the side of it, right? So that when they put in the gold part in the middle, the gold part in the middle is slightly thicker oh, than it, the silver blank. So when they press it, it actually presses into the inside of the thing, sealing it all together when they press the die to mint the coin. Wow. So it's a two-stage process. You're actually pushing these two like mechanically pushing these two pieces of metal together and stamping the coin at the same time that machine was really sweet I like that looking at the dies and the stuff in there was really nerdy and awesome so that was, <laughs> it was really cool awesome. to watch him do that, that was yeah really, that's really cool huh <laughs> okay well there you go Yo, learned I learned something. that that was fun <laughs> And I also learned that there's nothing in North Dakota. That's what I yeah. <laughs> Shouldn't have been all that surprising, but it's okay. Yeah, you know, it's all right. 
This is also the trip where I saw the best sign I've ever seen in my entire life. Uh, when we were crossing the border into Canada, right? First of all, uh, at least 20 years ago, Canadian border people, nicest people in the universe, right? They're so great. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> except for they were really confused. Like, we were driving my friend's car and they, like, we didn't think about this before we got there because they were like, whose car is this? They're like, is this your car? Because I was driving. I was like, no. And he was like, he freaked out a minute. He's like, whose car is this? I was like, it's his. And he's like, well, why isn't he driving? He's like, because we've been driving for 14 hours. Yeah. And we're tired. <laughs> and he was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah. Uh, like, fair. Fair. But they have this big old sign in the building. There's like this big list of like things that is not permitted across the border. Uh huh. Right. And at the top of this list, is sea turtles. God. <laughs> For somebody who's just driven through North Dakota. Yeah, right? You just <laughs> drove all the way through uh, North Dakota. Context is key here, people. Thousands <laughs> of miles from the sea. And they're like, no sea turtles. You're like, what? They're really concerned about that <laughs> southern border. We, were, I remember we all looked at that like, ring. Oh my what? gosh. <laughs> what? We were so confused. Yeah, <laughs> what on earth is happening? Like, Why? Well, boys, we've been. Oh no, <laughs> we, we've, oh, we've our plans have been foiled. <laughs> Turn around. It's <laughs> the best thing okay. I've ever seen. Okay, it, no sea turtles allowed in Canada. Well, but it makes you again. It's one of those things. Like, did you learn? Like the the. <laughs> It's there uh, for a reason, right? Why? So, yeah. Who is bringing sea turtles into Canada? I need through North Dakota. I need like, more of a story here, people. Right? It's like I really need. Dude, there's some context. There's some context here that we're missing, and I want it because it sounds really intriguing. <laughs> like, what is going on? Right? Like, I need to know this. Like, there. I need to know the story of the great sea turtle smuggling ring. Of yes, the, of the 30s or whatever. Like there is, I've I that need that in my life. Oh, uh, yeah, That's especially scary. after just the monotonous drive through North Dakota, seeing that sign going. What <laughs> am I? What we're all seeing? We're all seeing the same thing, right? Yeah, we <laughs> we're all looking at this and what is going on? I don't know. What's a- <laughs> so that was great that was <clears throat> a highlight of that trip for sure no sea turtles allowed <clears throat> and then okay. coming back across the border the American border people super not nice super grumpy. Oh, obviously we were there in Canada to do nefarious activities As and well. like yeah. he was like he was like what have you boys been doing like camping and he was like Prove it, and my friend's like, "What? You smell us right now? Like, look, like, look." Second, like, don't, but yeah, do. And he was like, "How do I know you tell the truth?" Like, I don't know. It could be all the really dirty camping stuff in the trunk of the car. Could be a giveaway. Could Just be. saying, likely that that's. The- <laughs> yeah. yeah, go that's smell what- those sleeping bags and tell me that we haven't been. <laughs> 
I mean, don't because they're kind of a biochemical I mean, weapon. That's at this true. Point. You might regret that choice, but if you did, yeah, go smell the trunk, and you'll oh, just be like, gosh. ah, okay, never mind. That is. <laughs> That's like when I I spent time in uh in in Montreal for uh some courses and some extra training and I I was in Montreal during the uh apparently it's just their annual like riots at banks um that they do uh, oh yeah I remember fun, yeah, yeah yeah for fun and I was like literally leaving like the day that's the, of. that's the French part of Canada. The French do that sometimes. They're just yes. like, you know what? Let's have a good night riot. It'll be exciting. <laughs> it's pretty much what that was. And they were like, I was leaving that day. It was like all for like college age students and all this stuff. And it was like, yep, I'm leaving. Ah, don't, yeah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I was worried that, you know, they, they were, it was all over the news of like, people coming in all from all across the globe to like take part in these and all this stuff. And I was like, yeah, and here I am just trying to get out. <laughs> please just yeah. let me leave. Just I'm running so. this computer program on fish. Okay. I, yeah, please, that's I all just, that's I'm all here I for. Do. I want that. Is some poutine, right? Yeah. That's all I want. Really. Have poutine. I want that. <laughs> I, that's fine. <laughs> that is the great, discovery right when you travel internationally we can do more episodes on this later sure. when uh but i just want to bring this up right now because we're on the subject here when you travel internationally you learn very exciting things uh the first time i went to canada i had this like mind altering experience where i ordered something with french fries and the waiter looked at me and he said ketchup mayonnaise or gravy and i was like what what <laughs> that's an option right bro <laughs> like, yeah like, I'm my sorry. life was forever changed by having gravy as the french fry condiment for the first time this is by far just a superior choice <laughs> in, in all regards right like what who ketchup what get out no only no. gravy right like, you are relegated to second choice yeah. I mean, I don't even usually, I just usually eat French fries just like with no condiments, like dry, right? Because sure. I don't like ketchup very much. But he was like, ketchup, mayonnaise, or gravy. I was like, first of all, the mayonnaise <laughs> caught me off guard more than the gravy a little bit. Because I was like, what? What? But it's like, no. Yes. He was like, I was like, yes, gravy. Yes. Yes, I would like that. Bring that over. <laughs> Actually. Much, much like yeah, yeah. You know, you're right. You're like, that's that's a possibility. Like, I can do that here. That's that's a thing. Much yeah. like as we learned of of options for preparing of egg include sandwich. Uh, yes, you it does. <laughs> you are left with uh with your world open to to many many new possibilities. Yes, it's magnificent. So, listeners, if you have not eaten gravy on your french fries you need to do this immediately right makes so much sense right you have mashed potatoes and gravy french fries and gravy that's where it's at right that is the bit now i'm sure any listeners we have in like the south here in the united states are like bro you just put gravy on everything 
Ever get since. out. But it's not like the Canadian gravy is not like a white gravy, right? Because in the South, a lot of times it's like a whiter gravy with like the chicken and the stuff when you just have your friend. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <clears throat> it's a very weird, like brown gravy that's very delicious. So the Canadian gravy, whatever that is, to look up what that is and then put that. That's what you want in your French fry. <clears throat> that's good stuff. Good. Yes. Oh, last thing. Okay. Side note. I remembered. I've been meaning to tell you this for like three weeks now. Oh, okay. Ah. I have received something in the mail a few months or a few months ago. I forgot I ordered this because I ordered it in like April. <laughs> and then like it took forever. There were some printing things. It's a book, right? So there were some printing issues and I had to finish doing stuff and it got pushed back and it got pushed back. Well, I showed up in like uh, maybe a month and a half ago. I got I bought it from the Peace Corps. It's a fundraiser. Pretty rad. I bought a Ukrainian cookbook. What? Yeah. Yep, sure did. Um, <laughs> so, uh, maybe over Christmas break time, we might have uh, Ukraine Week updates because uh, we may be making some traditional Ukrainian dishes. I think. I think. Uh, uh, and I'm pretty kind of excited about this. So, I definitely think that when we are at uh, Dad's house, there needs to be uh, some taste testing uh, of this. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't moved. I haven't made anything yet. I just have the book, right? And uh, I haven't had like a lot of time to do this, but but I have it in my possession. So good. That yeah, just a small update for you. Okay. Uh, from well, all the way back in Ukraine, we uh, huh. great episode, by the way. Go yes. listen to it. Um, <clears throat> I have procured. A Ukrainian cookbook. It's like members of the Peace Corps like got the recipes from people that they were staying with when they were in Ukraine, like however many years ago, right? Oh, that's cool. And so they're like random like Ukrainian families recipes. So uh it looks great. The pictures look amazing. So that's what <laughs> Yeah. Oh. I'm lamb. So that that is update there. So more updates on that okay. uh, potentially in the future. I like this a lot. I this is not I have nothing to do with that. Um, for the kids, uh, and then this our the kids had a big Thanksgiving feast at their uh, school, and their school's small enough that um, everybody's invited, and the whole school like prepares a meal for everybody, oh, and yeah. there's a bunch of people who cook and whatever, and I um. I got <laughs> I got signed up to be part of that. And I was in the kitchen helping put stuff together and I got to talk with some amazing people who are from Ukraine uh about nice. being here and as I have mentioned before uh where I live has an extremely high population of of people from Ukraine already like prior to everything happening like it's just yeah it's one of the highest densely populated um areas for people from that part of the world and so it was very interesting to talk with her about like why here what get here gives them uh, and yeah. she said like, she, she said well she said what two things two things obviously one there's the community aspect of like everybody in ukraine actually like knows of this area already uh as a place here. to come because they're already here uh, that's true and, yeah that's right, kind of like, how it works it's, right it's like, my cousins cousins brothers that you know like and two, they all want 
land. They all want true. farming like, and yeah. Well, yeah, they come from a farming mm-hmm. culture, an agriculture society. So they were like, and they're not talking about like needing 50 acres, 100 acres. This lady, she was just like, we were looking for five. We knew we could get everything we needed on like five acres. And we can find that here. And everybody's yeah, that's true. And, and then they're just Central all, Missouri is a place for that. Yeah. Everybody's <laughs> a, and so there's just like five acre, five acre, five acre. Like, and they just have their own little like, and, and it really, really is a cloistered community of like, it's hard to get into those because uh, they stay very much to themselves. They all yeah. shop at the same places, yeah. go to the same churches, um, very rarely talk to outsiders. They're very close knit in that, in that aspect. Um, but and they're very self-reliant and um, very, uh, you know, oh, I'll grow this, you'll grow that and we'll trade and do that kind of stuff. So, because that system of support is already here, that's one reason why people continue to, yeah. to oh, come interesting, here. Because interesting. they have that. And yeah. it's it helps them... It's like a softer landing, right? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Um, which I thought was very cool. It is very uh, but cool. anyway, I uh, just... I, that, I'll throw that in there and then we'll nice. do our uh, cookbook <laughs> yeah, update. Uh, yeah. So at some point in the future. <laughs> Hopefully soon, but we'll see. Yeah, go. Okay. <laughs> I'm loving this. Yeah, um, me too. I got my eye on that Borscht recipe, right? So, we'll see. Yes, please. Okay. <laughs> no, we will. We'll leave it there. Uh, leave it there. All right. Spence, look, we learned so much today. We and, did, uh, still, indeed. Still, still so much. To, to, so, until, until next time. Ah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Love you. Love you, too. Bye. Bye.